We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into the Peyton Chatney Show. I'm Neil McCready. You might guess the other guy there on the screen is Peyton Chatney. Ole Miss's second baseman, Ole Miss and Tennessee getting ready to play a big weekend series starting tonight at Swayze. So 6.30 tonight, 7 o'clock on Saturday. And then a uh, 1.30 start for the season series finale, not season finale, series finale on uh, Sunday afternoon. This show is brought to you by The Rogue. The Rogue, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson. It's uh, the place to go for uh, your fine menswear. Um They've got a complete selection of Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, Duckhead, so many other brands there at uh, The Rogue, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson. Or you can check them out online at therogue.com. Please check out their collegiate collection uh, for the Ole Miss fan in your life or if you're the Ole Miss fan in your life. They've got some really cool stuff there. And uh, in the event that you're looking for gifts, for uh, people who might cheer for other teams, they've got some of that stuff as well. So it'll be a great place to go and get a special gift for someone um, important in your life. Peyton, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. It's been a little while since we talked. So we got a, a few things to catch up on before we get to uh, we get to Tennessee. I was telling you um, before we we hit the button that uh, you were the topic of conversation uh, at Oxford <laughs> High School uh, not that long ago. Um, you guys, I think, played Alcorn in one of those midweek games that uh, otherwise would be forgotten over the course of the season. And uh, you stole three bases on one play, which I'm going to guess is something that you've probably not done since you were like eight. Um, I don't know if I've ever done it in my life. <laughs> um, my son got in the – got in. Uh, he's, he's not quite driving yet. He's a freshman in high school. When he got in the truck, I picked him up after his soccer practice, and he gets in the truck, and the first thing he says is, Hey, did you hear about that kid at Ole Miss who stole all the bases? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's Peyton. And he goes, oh, that's the guy you do the show with. And I said, yeah. And he goes, he goes, you got to ask him about that. So uh, on behalf of my son, Carson, I got to ask you about that. Take me through that play from your perspective. Yeah. So, so there was a, a lefty on the mound. So we were going first move, which just means, you know, whenever he lifts his leg, we're going to take off. If he picks off, he picks off um, kind of like he did. Um, and luckily, I somehow beat it to second. I don't know if there was a the transaction uh, with first base was a little slower or whatever. But I ended up making it still safe to second. Um, and I had looked up, and I'd seen, for whatever reason, the third baseman had kind of ran closer to second. Um, I don't I don't, I don't, don't know if there's a scenario why he wouldn't run up to second, but he did. 
<laughs> and so I was like, well, screw it. I'm going to run to third. And I take off. And, and luckily I was safe because the catcher started running over to third because the third baseman was at second. So I slide in and I look up at the umpire. He calls me safe. And then I look up at Coach Clem and I couldn't necessarily see it right away. And then Coach Clem just sits there and he points and goes, like that. That's all he did. Just point home. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm going home. So I took off and went home and um, yeah. And then it went viral. It was crazy. Yeah, it did. It absolutely went viral. He, it apparently was, it apparently was quite the talking point at Oxford high school. And I'm going to, I'm going to guess that other schools uh, around, around the place. Cause they were all like, how did, how, how did that happen? I mean, didn't, didn't the umpire call time? I'm like, no, nobody called time. And so nobody he, did anything. it was so weird. <laughs> yeah. It's just cause no one does that. I mean, that does it. You don't see that, but it's one of the great things about baseball. If you go to a baseball game, there's a chance that you're going to see something that you haven't seen before that just happens because it's such a it's such a unique game. But that was crazy. Like that that's the kind of stuff that you see like in Little League, you know, where the ball the kid steals second and the ball gets thrown into left field or something. Yeah, the, I think the craziest part is there was no errors on the on the whole play. Like yeah, there wasn't, you know, a ball out in the outfield or anything like that. It was just I don't even understand it. Like I don't get it. But yeah, <laughs> that's a great point. Yeah, because yes, yeah, so you get credit for three stolen bases on a play. When I'm guessing when it started, you thought I just got picked off. Uh, oh yeah, I was like I'm out. But um, coach, we always teach, hey, just go hard right into second, and then you know try to make it a bang bang play at least. Yeah, it is a lesson yeah. for the kids, right? Just hustle. And true. Yeah, true. true. <laughs> hadn't thought about it that way. Look at you, you're teaching people now. That's, um, that's what I did. It. That's why I did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you wanted it to be one of those uh the, the what was it tom amansky videos it's a tom amansky exactly. base running video brought to you by peyton chatney um all right since the last time we talked you guys have uh you've gone to hammond uh you played a midweek game against southeastern yeah. louisiana that didn't probably go particularly well but then you get went to auburn <laughs> you took two out of three in an sec series there on the plains i'm curious for you um you guys win easily on that thursday night and then you kind of get handled on on Friday, and those things happen. How important was it for you guys on Saturday to bounce back from a game like that and get back on track? Um, no doubt, it's it's huge, and I think it's going to play a big part into like even just this weekend, like all you know, um, maturing as a team and growing up and and kind of having to deal with those kind of things. Because you're right, like it is baseball. It's weird. That whole series was weird for us because it wasn't a close game on Thursday and then it wasn't a close game on Saturday and same or Friday and the same on Saturday. Yeah. It was just a weird um, weekend against a, a pretty good Auburn team. They're better than um, for sure than they were last year. Um, but it is, it is something that you kind of just have to, I know my topic that I always talk about on for the team is maturity and stuff like that, but it's true. Like um, you have to bounce back. And, and a thing that coach B always says, which is really true is win or lose. Like, you know, after Thursday's game, he said, hey, we won. That's great. Flush it. And now we got to play Friday. We know we're worried about the next game, the next game. It's always, you know, you can't keep looking back on, on whatever happened. And you can't have your emotions, you know, dictate how the next day is going to be. So, um, you know, I'm proud of the way we, we came back and, and, and fought and um, against a good Auburn team. How frustrating was it on uh, Wednesday? It was Tuesday. You go to, to Memphis and, and I guess you th- – you had to be thinking all day we're not playing that's pouring down rain and then you get there and I guess you're prepared to play and they pull the tarp and it's obviously you're not playing was our that- whole thing was our whole thing was all right if we're gonna get on this bus and we're driving to Memphis we're playing like you know there's no reason that this double a right I think it's double a team yeah I, I, the double a it's triple a isn't it 
whatever it is. They're uh, obviously whatever. higher than we are. There's <laughs> no way they're going to have us come all the way out there. They've, they've got all the gadgets and gear that you can need to fix the field. Um, if we're going to go there, we're playing this game. And so it was iffy the whole time leading up until, all right, we're getting on the bus. We're actually doing this. We're going to play. And then we get there and we're going through stretch and BP and everything like that. And then, yeah, come to find out there's a hole in the tarp. And I don't think that's anybody's fault. And I don't think anybody knew. Um, but it was just funny that like, what, like what, how does that even happen? I don't know. Um, it was a yeah. lake at second base, wasn't it? I mean, it was, there was, it was a lot of rain and uh, it would have been tough to play second base. And <laughs> coach uh, laugh always loves to make short jokes at me. And he was saying, I would have had to use like a snorkel while I was out there and stuff like that. But um <laughs> But yeah, it was weird. It was uh, it was cool just to see the stadium. It was awesome. It was uh, really nice, and it was actually a good time. We got to hang out um, the fans after the game too, which was cool. Yeah. All right. So speaking of fans, there's going to be plenty of them in Oxford this weekend. Um, you're not going to have to create your own energy, if you will. You talk about energy Sunday and stuff. There's going to be lots of energy in and around Oxford. The weather looks like it's going to be spectacular uh, all weekend. Sunny skies, and it's not hot yet. It's not cold. It's kind of perfect. Um, huge crowds expected. I don't, I, I suspect they're going to lose count as to how many people are there. You, I'm guessing you get pretty excited here on the eve of, um, on the, I guess the cusp of one of these weekends where you know that you're going to play in front of packed houses with lots of energy against a, another nationally ranked team. Oh yeah. I mean, this weekend is going to be, um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a ton of people sold it out today, sold out tomorrow. And I'm, I'm sure Sunday we'll get there if not. Um, if it isn't already. Um, and I think this is going to be not that we haven't played really good competition before, but this is going to be our true test to see how this team is going to be, you know, the rest of the year. Um, Cause they're a really good team. You know, I think they're pretty similar to us. Um, but even just the fans in general, it, it's crazy as it seems like there is a big advantage at playing at home. And especially here at Swayze, like they're actually like, you can feel the energy and you can feel the vibes and it's totally different than, um, playing an away game. Like it really is, in my opinion, it makes a difference. So I'm excited. It's going to be cool. And I love going out there and seeing that everybody out there cheering and stuff and getting Swayze rocking. It's really cool. Yeah. There's a, a, a tremendous difference between like what you guys, but yeah. I'm, I'm not criticizing Auburn. I covered Auburn for years. I have a lot of fond memories of, of that place, that particular park, in fact, but it, it doesn't have the same atmosphere as what you're going to have this weekend. So it is a completely different experience for a player. I'm guessing. I mean, I know you have to be disciplined and you have to approach every game and, you know, be focused and all that stuff, but you're also a human. So the, 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 there is a different feel to, Hey, yeah. I've got to create some energy here. And, the, and, the, and then going into uh, what you're going to do this weekend, where I'm guessing if anything, you have to say, Hey, look, I can't get too juiced up. No I, doubt. I, have no, to, that is true. I have to play baseball. Sometimes, you know, you have to tell yourself or sometimes somebody else might have to remind you like, Hey, slow it down. Like, you know, be you slow it down, do your normal routine. I promise you there's going to be some young guys today. Um, not that, not that we haven't, like I already said, played, you know, games and experience stuff, but today's going to be a, a kind of a different vibe, a different feel. There's going to be some younger guys that are going to try to go through the, um, their routine, you know, 20 minutes earlier than they're supposed to, just cause they're jacked up. They don't know what to do. And, um, I think what's cool is as, as you know, most people would say that's nerves. And I think a lot of, um, athletes just call it excitement. Like, I think it's, you know, you're more excited than you are nervous. It's just, you have the same butterfly feeling, um, and the good athletes can, can kind of change those butterflies in, into a positive thing. Um, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. Yeah. It's a, it, 
it's yeah, it's it's just I think it's both. It's nerves, it's butterflies. Like you saw it in the NCAA tournament a little bit last night in the Sweet Sixteen. Early in yeah. all of those games, guys who normally just swish free throws are clanking it on the side, and you're like, "What's that?" It's nerves. It's just just there's a little extra yeah. something, you know. And you have to, like you said, slow it down and remind yourself that hey, this is the game that I play all the time, and exactly. you know the stage is big, but it's it's still the same game. Um, you guys have that one attached to you right now and you've had it before uh, ranked number one do you sense that like when you went to Hammond when you went to Auburn when you were playing Memphis the other night do you sense that you have a bigger target on your back than than you already do as being you know one of the top programs in the country but when that one's to the left of your name I'm sure it does play a little bit more of a factor but um at the same time like I think a lot of schools in the least cocky way possible but a lot of schools know we are normally a really good team you know we're, we're normally up there at the top and, and it, I think um especially whenever we go and play you know southeastern Louisiana they hear Ole Miss their antennas pop up and then they're going to be on their a game they're playing their very best game um and you can see if we let it get away from us they can obviously beat us that's the crazy thing about this game yeah I do think um having a one you know attached to our name is going to be um we're for sure everyone's going to you know everyone is chasing number one. That's just, you know, sure. how it always works. And it's, it's cool. I think this weekend is going to be a big test. Like I've said, you know, I think two polls have Tennessee number one, two polls have us one. So it's, it's going to be really fun. It's, it's a, it's going to be a battle for sure. I'm excited. So they're kind of known as since Tony Botello got there is kind of chippy. They have a different kind of an attitude a little bit. They, they, they talk a little bit more than, than maybe some teams do. And we've talked about this a little bit before, but when you go up against a team that, maybe they're trying to get under your skin. That's part of their identity. Is that fun or do you have to avoid it? Or or how do you sort of counteract over the course of a weekend? That's going to be emotional and stuff. And there's probably going to be some chippiness and stuff happens between the dugouts and stuff. How does that that, as a player, do you like that? I love it. It actually excites me. Like um, I'm not saying I want to get into it with the other team. Like I'm never going to try to do that. And I'm not going to be one to chirp back or talk, but I love it. Like I love whenever it gets intense and it's like, you know, there's, you can tell there's tension and we want to win this game super bad. I and mean, that's how it was um, on Friday against UCF. Like it was, it was, it was just gritty and, and you wanted to win so bad. Like it, and I love that. I think it's, it makes it even more fun where there's a lot more emotions into the game. Um, I haven't played Tennessee yet, so I'm not exactly sure, um, but it's going to be fun. And if they do, I, I hope they do. It's, it's going to make it even better. All right, we talked about this a little bit. I think the last time we talked, but, at some point this weekend, I'm guessing you're you're going to see Ben Joyce, the, the Tennessee pitcher, who's speaking of going viral. He's kind of going viral. Um, you know, uh, pitching ninja. Every time that he pitches, they're showing a lot of his stuff on on uh, Twitter and and whatnot because dude's hitting like 103, 104 on on the gun. I mean, he's legit throwing that hard at first. When that came out, we were like, well, maybe the gun in Knoxville's kind of juiced. I mean, and, and maybe it is, but everybody, the other people pitching in Knoxville aren't hitting 104. So dude's throwing yeah, really yeah. hard. I'm guessing you guys as hitters have talked about this a little bit over the course of the week, getting ready for this. Uh, no doubt. And, and, and to be completely honest, we've talked about him, you know, besides just this weekend, like it's, it's a cool thing to see somebody throw that hard and, um, in a weird way, like I, I'm just excited. I want to, I want to see what it looks like. You know, I don't know what I'm going to do during my AV, but I just, I want to go up there and see what, 
103 looks like. And I'm sure he'll bring it this weekend because it's going to be a crazy weekend and everything. Um, yeah, we've talked about it for sure. To say we haven't talked about it would just be, you know, idiotic. <laughs> totally sure. Yeah. Um, it's going to be cool. I don't know what his other pitches look like necessarily. I've only seen like the the viral, you know, super fast fastballs and everything, but I'm excited. It's going to be really cool. Um, he had like a yeah. five pitch sequence, Peyton, where he went, it was like 102, 103, 103, 90, and then 104, 103, something, something insane. I mean, they're all just yeah. sort of numbers. And you're like, wow, that, that's, I mean, even if the gun's a little juiced, he's, he's over 100 on Either all way. of those pitches. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a way to get ready for that? I mean, can you get a pitching machine to, to go that fast or do you, how do you? Um, I think you can, but to set up the, the machine and try to time it perfectly to where, all right, this is what 103 mile an hour fastball is going to look like, I think would be tough because like if you broke it down, like I think it, there's more to it. I think it's more so about your pre-pitch routine and, and getting your foot down early and different things like that, that I don't think a machine necessarily can do. Um, I think the best advice is just, Swing harder, I guess. You know, I don't know exactly. Um, I mean, you got to fantasize about running into one of those, right? I mean, where you hit um, it right and see how like, far it would go. Like we were talking about uh, Kemp Alderman. Like if I could see that kid at his perfect, <laughs> perfect swing against 103, it will hit the church that's out there in left center. Like it would it would be really cool. Um, I, all I hope is that he's got good command this weekend. I'll tell you that. I don't want to. I, I don't want to get hit by 103. I'll tell you that much. That's like that scene in uh in, in Bull Durham where Crash Davis says to the hitter, "I wouldn't dig in, man. I don't. Yeah. I, don't I don't know where it's going." Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I hope he does, man. I really do. <laughs> um, on a series like this, like we talked about, because fans, fans are fun. Fans are funny. They they live pitch to pitch, they kind of overreact, under -re all that over the course of a deal. On a weekend like this is obviously the emotions and someone's going to win games and someone's going to lose games and you're going to turn around next week and you guys are going to play Kentucky whether you win three or lose three or anything in between. Do you have to enjoy it, but come Sunday afternoon when it's over, you, you've got to flip that page and keep moving on. You can't live in whatever happens this weekend? No doubt. Like you said, no matter what happens this weekend, we got a game on Tuesday. We got the game Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, you know, all we're focused on now is obviously this game. But that's what's crazy about baseball is you can lose a whole series or, or even get swept and, and still host a regional. Like, we have so many games we play and everything. Um, it, it is hard to say you're going to be able to flush it after Sunday's game just completely. Um, but that's what at least you try to do. Yeah. And um, the good teams do that and, and – and, like I've said, Coach B always says that win or lose, we're going to, you know, we have a game tomorrow and then we have a game the next day. And um, it is what it is. No doubt we want to win this this weekend real bad because we want to show everybody. I think there's a lot of people that, uh, that yeah, think we're a good team, but I don't think people think we're, we deserve a number one spot right now. And, and uh, it would just be cool to be able to prove everybody that, that we should be there. You know, last couple of things. I'm curious, we talked about, at least I mentioned pitching ninja Rob Friedman and those guys who bring a lot of publicity to baseball and uh, <coughs> Ben Mintz and the people at Barstool have started paying a lot of attention to college baseball. I know the Major League Baseball lockouts ended in the Major League Baseball seasons about, I guess it's a couple of weeks away now. But you guys got a lot of, you, when I say you guys, guys that play college baseball, um, got a lot of attention. Like your stolen base thing, you went viral in places beyond Oxford High School, obviously. 
Do you feel like the college baseball game has has grown a little bit more over the last year and a half as some people who have pretty big Twitter followers and such have started paying more attention to it? I do. I do think it's growing a lot more. And I think like um, at least in the younger groups, or it seems like to me that like when I was growing up, the only thing I ever cared about was MLB. I, I couldn't tell you, like, to be honest, I didn't know who Ole Miss was until my sophomore year of high school. Like I didn't, you know, follow college baseball, but it seems like now at least a younger generation um, is really focusing more on college baseball, which is cool. Cause I, I've always said it. I think college baseball is just so unique and there's so many different, you know, emotions and there's so much excitement that goes on with this game because people truly care about winning and in every single game, you know, I think it's a little bit different in the MLB. Um, but I do. And I, it is cool to see that, that, you know, the game is growing even more. Um, and I think it kind of has to do with social media for sure. And even the NIL stuff and everything like that, it's, it's just a cool time right now. Um, but yeah, I love to see the game growing a little bit. I didn't get to ask you this a couple of weeks ago. How bad did, how quickly was your uh, NCAA tournament bracket? busted and destroyed mine was mine was broken uh, on the very first day if i would have tried to even make one it would have been horrible like i i didn't follow college basketball at all this year um i told i told who was it somebody on the team i randomly saw um you know the michigan coach uh i don't know his name but whenever he the other guy or punched the other guy or whatever i was yeah. like you know what michigan's gonna win it just because that's the only team i ever i knew um i didn't make a bracket at all i wish i would have but it would have been horrible. There's no well, shot. Your bracket's better than most people's think because mine, mine was completely <laughs> destroyed. I, people are people who saw my actual bracket. I never publicized it, but a few people who saw it are laughing at me because they're like, "You actually watch a lot of college basketball." Um, all right, well, listen. I know, Kentucky winning some games. Yeah, I did. I had Kentucky going to the Final Four. <laughs> I had Kentucky and Iowa both in the Final Four, and they were gone on the first day. So yeah, it's, that, it's that, that didn't go well. Um, okay, I know you got, you got to get to the park and stuff early, so I'm not going to keep you long. We'll talk to you again next week. Um, I guess just kind of what, what are your, what are your expectations for the weekend? Are you, you, this a series that how much important, put it here, how much importance in your mind do you put on, on this series as opposed to maybe the one last weekend and that kind of thing, knowing that the rankings are such, and like you said, a lot of people are watching to see whether. Not only you yeah. guys, but whether Tennessee, whether the lofty ranking is, is justified. No doubt. I mean, I think this is the most important weekend we are, we played so far, without a doubt. Um, I don't want to say we've we went into it in Auburn knowing, you know, we should have won, which I do think we we did say, hey, we should win this weekend. Um, I don't want it to make it seem like you know we were underestimating Auburn or anything like that, but I think people's antennas are up a little bit more this weekend. Like I do think there's going to be a little bit more um, intensity to these games. I think, I think um, everybody's really excited. And, and like I said, it's going to be a true test. Like it's number one against number one here. And, and um, they're a really good team. You know, they're going to be great. And I think we're going to be good. Um, we just have to play our game and it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to see what Swayze looks like. Peyton, enjoy the weekend. Good luck to you. Hope uh, everything goes well and look forward to visiting with you next week here on the show. I appreciate it. Take care. That's the Peyton Chatney Show. Don't forget, brought to you by The Rogue, 4450, I-55 North in Jackson, or therogue.com. They make this show possible, so please make sure that you uh, go out and support them. If you are uh, shopping for menswear, check them out at therogue.com. Until next week, for Peyton, I'm Neil. Take care. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.